You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to Ezekiel chapter 1. I just want to share from my heart. And uh, hi, Miss Anna. I love you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. If you don't know, Miss Anna's daughter uh, passed away this week in the, in, uh, the hospital there. So we are praying for their family and uh, all of them. Glory to God. Highly for God's incredible mercy and God's incredible grace. Amen. And so we just, we prayed and we have fought hard. But praise the Lord, that's okay. We know that uh, heaven's a whole other better place, hallelujah, than being here with, stuck with us. Amen. Amen. You know, as you travel or if you, you know, and I've been doing a lot of traveling, as you know, over, over the end of July and all the way August and then now what was going on. So, you know, you get to travel, you get to see a lot of different folks, you get a lot of different places, a lot of different things. And, um, and, and I forget, you know, because here at Harvest Bible Church, we're kind of in a cocoon, you know that? We're in like a bubble, we're in an oasis. We're all happy, we all love Jesus. We're all full of joy. We're looking, the power of God's here. The presence of God is here. And boy, you get out of here, there's a world out there. And they're all looking at it from a whole different perspective. You know, and, and uh, you know, everywhere I've gone, and, and I'm not bragging on me, it's just because, it's because of our church, it's because of just the life of God. But man, you just, you, you walk in and everybody's like, wow, you're, you, you, you've got life to you, so everybody wants to draw from that life. Of course, you know, you've got to keep refilling yourself, but uh, you've you got to come back to it. And you know what, the, one of the things that the Lord, and, and this is going to be a little interesting verse here, because the Lord just began to share with me about some things, and this verse right here, I, you know, I, I was reading, actually I read the first five chapters of Ezekiel. He told me to do that and, and just do it, and I read it. Man, what a, what a, what a bummer chapters. Okay, I'm telling you right now. Yeah, you know, the, the God appears to him and gives him a scroll, tells him how terrible everything's going to be and all the things that he's supposed to speak for the next 38, 40 chapters. He gets to eat it, you know, and he said, it tasted really sweet, but everything I say is going to make everybody mad. And, uh, you know, and he was just coming against and saying some things there. But here in Ezekiel chapter one and verse one, and I'm going to read to you out of the New King, uh, James Version, it says, Now it came to pass in the 30th year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river Chebar, or Chebar, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. And I thought, Lord, cool, that's really cool. What? But as I began to read and do things, he kept saying about how specific things came. But then what kind of highlighted it to me, he said, as I was among the captives, the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. How many you know there's so many people that are being held captives? So many of us are being held captive. And that's what I saw. I saw such captivity. And what happens is, is because when we look and we, we feel like we're captive or we feel like we're being held in something or we feel like we're just you know, stuck in a rut, what happens is, is that we're looking at our captivity or we're looking at our ruts and we don't think that heaven can open. But I got news for you, folks. Heaven is open. There's an open heaven in the midst of your captivity. 
There's an open heaven and there's visions from God that are coming to the body of Christ and coming to you and I. So we can see the hand of God. We can see the plan of God. We can see the purposes of God, which is to bring life and light and to bring salvation. It's to bring the spirit of God everywhere we go. Amen. Amen. You just see the plan and the purpose of God. It says, wait a minute. Yeah, here, but there is captivity. But Ezekiel, he said, I'm among the captives. I'm among the captives. I'm just doing what everybody else is doing. And then all of a sudden, the heavens were open and the visions of God came. So how how many of you know that when we we look at things like this and we see what we've got to do is get our eyes off of being among the captives and lift up our eyes because heaven's open. Did you know that miracle signs and wonders are going to happen more, 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 more now than ever before? I don't care what kind of new variant. I don't care all the, I mean, I heard all of the, all of the things that were going on, but, but we see and know what, what God is speaking here. Now I want you to go to the 37th chapter of Ezekiel, which will be a very familiar passage of scripture because people have preached on this and preached on it, but the Lord began to, he just shared with my heart and began to speak to me about some things. He said, now, you know. Here's what we need to do. Because he said the hand, verse one says, the hand of the Lord was upon me and and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. Hallelujah. And caused me to pass by them round about and behold, they were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. Then he said unto me, hallelujah, you know, in in talking about this, you know, in verse 3, and he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? Praise God for his answer. And I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. (laughs) Only you know. Hallelujah. Lord, you know. You know. Can they live? You know. You know. But let's keep reading. I want to read down on this because my title tonight is There's a Noise in the Valley. God just, and, and he rose and he said, listen, there's a noise in the valley. I know we live in the valley here. Hallelujah. And I know that. So it's a twofold thing. There's a noise in the valley of the spirit of God and the word of God, but there's a noise in this valley. There's a noise in what God has us to say and to do and what God's calling us to say and do. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it's amazing that, uh, you know, we've had all these guest speakers come in. You know, we had Larry Hutton come in. We had David Beebe come in. Then we had Marty Blackwell come in. We had Andrew Brace come in. Then Tony Fleege was here. And uh, all these guys that travel around the whole United. And every one of them, and this is to brag on you, and I, this is going out every, but the, every one of them declared to me, he says, you got the freest, the most wonderful, the most excited church in America. You know, as far as what God is, I mean, just your freedom, your things, it's true. that's okay no because and you say well why is that you know and that was the that's the that's the question your church man you could just wow there's such freedom and, and such joy but why is that why is that you know why is it us in the middle of a state that's you know not not considered a very open state why is it in the middle of where we're at in a county that's not considered a very open county amen uh, why is it that we're, you know, that we've got this little oasis going on here? And there's a lot of, a lot of answers to that. But the biggest, biggest, biggest key in that is because of you. And because 
It is the spirit of faith, and it is that we answered the call of God that we heard a noise from heaven, and we're listening to a different drummer. We're listening to a different voice. We're walking in light of what the word of God says, not in what the world is saying. There's a noise in the valley, and there's a noise that's going forth, and it's going to continue to go forth, not because of me, but because of you, because of our heart. Amen? Yeah, we're still all facing. We all face difficulties. We all face things, but we're facing it in faith and not in fear. Amen? We're facing it with the power of God. See, right now, glory to God, we are anointed to be here for this hour. And we need to bring the power of the Holy Spirit to everywhere we go and everybody we come in contact with. They need to see and know what God is doing in our lives. Amen? It's amazing. When you bring hope, hope arises. It does. It rises up. Let's keep reading here. Look what he said. And I'm going to switch over because I brought my King James Version instead of my New King James, but that's okay. And again he said to me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So I'm going to prophesy to you dry bones, even though you're not dry, you got freshness, you got life to you. But how do you know we're alive, but we can even be more alive. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, hey, prophesy to me. Let him hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and bring you up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you. And you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. If you read all the other things of, of, of Ezekiel, you'll find that he, he said a lot of bad things to them. All the things they were doing, they were doing terribly. This is going to happen. That's what's going to take place. Now he's saying, Listen, now's this time to bring back some life. Amen. Now's the time we got to continue to have life. We got to continue to bring forth life so that we can know. And so the whole world can know that God is Lord. Here's one of the, here's the thing. Here's the thing about it is, is that the whole world is just like Pharaoh. You know, I, I said, I saw this, somebody said it, but it's actually true because the whole world's like Pharaoh. They're fearing the plague, but they're not fearing God. See, the difference between us and them is we fear God and we're not fearing the plague. We know what we're dealing with. We're fearing God. We're fearing God's on our side. Hallelujah. God's on our side. God's going to be the one that enables to bring life to us. Amen. So now look at verse 7. He says, so I prophesied as I was commanded, Ezekiel saying, and as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking and the bones came together, bone to his bone. There's going to be a lot of shaking. There's going to be a lot of noise. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we ain't even begun to make noise yet. And it's not in the wrong way. It's in a supernatural power of God that we bring God's healing. We bring God's salvation. We bring God's Holy Spirit. Listen, we've got to be that voice. Amen. I mean, I preached a while back and you got to find your voice. Something the Lord's just been dealing with me. And, you know, and I, I didn't realize, I really didn't realize uh, just how, uh, just just the very presence of, of being excited about the things of God. Like I said, we've been in this bubble. We've been in this oasis because we've been open. You know, we've been coming together. We only missed two months out of the two years. I mean, there's churches, there's a church, you know, in, in New York, they're coming together for the first time in two years. For the first time in two years to come together publicly. There are other churches that just, they're never ever going to come back. There's not going to ever be. And the Bible says we have to assemble ourselves together. Amen? 
But you know, when you walk in and you're just like, hey, and everybody's like, whoa, you're just like, 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 you're just like, there's like, everything's great. I said, well, it is. <laughs> it is. God's good. His hand is upon us. I mean, the Lord is working. He's doing good things. I mean, we're moving forward. This is the greatest day and the greatest hour of the church to proclaim the goodness of God, the life of God. You know, faith never denies the reality of things. We're not denying anything. It's a serious thing that's going on. But God's word is far greater and far powerful in our lives. Okay? And that's what we've got to say. And that's what we've got to bring forth. Amen? We've got to make sure of that. Then he said this in verse 8. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. And then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breach, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. And so I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood up upon their feet, and a exceeding great army. I'm going to prophesy to you guys, guess what? There's going to be breath that's coming into you. There's going to be strength that comes into you, okay? Even more so. For you just to share words of life and wherever you go that you're going to be an encouragement, that you're going to allow God to speak through you and listening to and following his path and following, and you're going to be at the right place at the right time to receive all that God has for you. It's going to be perfect timing. Timing is a huge thing right now. Being at the right place at the right time, being where you need to be and watch God, God's hand, okay? Hallelujah. There's just new breath, fresh oil, breath, just freshness that's coming. Hallelujah. Verse 11 says, and then he said unto me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. You know, he's prophesying there, but thank God, hallelujah, he's prophesying about us too. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. Wow. We are cut off from our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord. And when I have opened your graves, O my people, and have brought you up out of your graves, and you shall, and shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live... And I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. God spoke this about the land of Israel and doing things, but also in here, Ezekiel, and I believe, because I think the word of the Lord begins to come because we get to be adopted into that. We get to take hold. And I think right now, just like it said there in it, it says, you know, we know that they've said, hey, We're lost. Our hope is lost, and we are cut off from our parts. Our bones are dried. Seems like, man, God, where are you at? What are you doing? I mean, it's a drudgery. It's a difficulty. But guess what? Rain's about to fall. Rain's about to fall. It really is. But we've got to take hold. We've got to believe it. We've got to be the ones saying it and declaring it and sharing it and speaking it and, and realize, hey, no, no, this, these are the last days. Yeah, it's the last of the last days. Yes, there's going to be things. But we've got to be speaking what God says. Now go over to Acts chapter 2. Let's start talking about the Holy Spirit. Let's say there's a noise that's going to rise up. And it's a noise. There's a noise that's going to shake a whole city. There's a noise that's going to shake the county. That's going to shake the state. There are noises that need to happen that they can't stop. They can't put out the fire. Amen. Amen. 
Go to Acts chapter 2. We all know where that's at. That's good stuff. But I tell you what, it's time to shout about the Holy Spirit and about the power and the presence of God. No matter what, no matter what's going on, no matter what's taking place, God is still God. Because, folks, we still win. Isn't it amazing? Even if we die, we get to go to heaven. That's what I, that's why I did. I, you know, I always say this. I've been saying this ever since they said and everybody got afraid to die. I didn't understand that. I've been wanting to die for a long time and go to heaven. I've been wanting to say, Lord Jesus, let's do this, you know. And, uh, but I'm not afraid. I'm ready to do what God says to do. Amen. You know, and, and, and we see this. We see what takes place. You remember what Isaiah 59, 19 says. You know, the latter part of it. Everybody knows this part of the verse. They know where it says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, then the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against them, right? But did you know that the first part of that verse says, so they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. Then when the enemy comes in like the flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. The problem is, is that most people are fearing what's going on in the world instead of fearing the Lord. Amen. We, we see that's the thing about, I'm like, no, no, no. God's on our side. God lives in us. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. The bless God's power, God's plan, God's purpose. Amen. There's a noise in the valley. There's a noise that needs to rise up. There's a voice that needs to come forth because God wants to get water to your dry bones. Amen. Listen, we're going to finish this thing. We are going to finish our course. We are. We're going to finish this. I say, yeah, but what did they say? I don't care what they say. They're going to say. They're already threatening to say. They've been going to say and threatening to say and to do. Hallelujah. But we're going to be like those that said, we're going to stay here and preach the gospel even though we know we may be dead in two weeks. See, that goes over like a lead balloon. But see, for me, that's like, glory to God, the greatest joy in my life. And I don't want to die. I want to stay here and be here with you guys till Jesus comes. But I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to stop preaching the gospel. I'm not going to stop sharing the love of Jesus. I'm not going to walk in fear. I'm not going to walk, you know, in the way they want me to walk. You know, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to declare the truths of the word of God. And everything I do, I'm going to stand up and let God be God. And and watch God do it. Because I see in in here, when I read in the book of Acts, and that's the wonderful thing. We read in the book of Acts, these guys were awesome. They were told not to. They were put in prison. And they just kept doing it. They had, I mean, people were being killed. People were being, there were things happening. All kinds, I mean, they were being used as human torches in the Roman gardens. You're putting oil all over them, sticking them up on poles and lighting them on fire so they could actually, they only burned for whatever one night. Then they put up another one. Say, that ain't no cool, Pastor. That ain't no good. That ain't no joyful thing. No, it isn't. But the key is, is we need to understand who we are and what we have. And I don't believe we're going to go back to that. I don't believe that we're going to have to go back. I believe God's hand is going to be upon us. Amen? But we're the ones that we've got to declare what God wants to see happen in the earth today. Amen? I I believe that right here. Look at here. We, We know we read this and we've read this all of our lives. But boy, it's more, it, it just means so much more now. Because look at Acts chapter 2, look at verse 16. 
It says, but this is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel, that it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young uh, men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. We're going to have a lot more visions and a lot more dreams. He said, this is that which is prophet, you know, spoken by the prophet, that it'll come to pass in the last days. Well, if it's the last days, then it's the last days. Now, we ought to be seeing, we ought to be knowing, we ought to be walking. Let's take hold of it. Let's believe the goodness of God. Let's believe the promises of God. Amen? Let's see it. Let's stand our ground and believe to see this. Let's not just go through the motions, but let's, let's let God be God. I said, Pastor, you're getting dangerous. I am. I, I tell you, I am. Because I believe this with all of my heart. With all of my heart, I believe it. It's such, it's such a time to bring people out of their captivity. But it's actually such a time to get people to see and have heaven open up, even in the midst of their captivity. Even in the midst of how terrible it is. Listen, if you wait till you're perfect or you wait till everything else is perfect, you'll never do anything. You'll never go out and do, you know, if you wait until everything is like, well, I want it to be like this, I want it. If you wait until it's perfect, it ain't going to work. Amen? It's not. We got to just say, okay, Lord, show us what to do. Give us what to do. Show us what to do. Let us handle it. Amen? God can do it. I know, I'm just preaching to the choir, but praise God, because you guys are doing it, but hey, it's like, let's, let's do this thing, so let's handle it. Do you know what it says, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel? Let's go back to Joel. Go back to Joel with me. Go back to Joel with me. We all know what this thing says in Joel, you know, and uh, it's really cool, but did you know that in, go to Joel chapter two, Joel chapter two, you know, we all know what verse 28 says. It shall come to pass that after I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see vision, talks about things there. But I want you to back up to the 26th and the 27th verse. Okay? Actually, let's go back up to the 25th verse. Because we're at that right now. Last days he's pouring out, but, here, but here's some other things that he said he would do for us. And I love the word of God. I love when God brings to life. It's so funny because people that have studied the word of God, they got their degrees and they got all this stuff and uh, they know, well, you can't say that because that belongs to them or that belongs to that or that does this or that. But you know, when the spirit of God gives you a scripture and it works, you could care less what anybody, you could care less about your doctrine. You care less about what, you know, well, yeah, but you've got to cross-reference that with this and that with that. I love to study. I love to, I'm a teacher. I love to do all that stuff. But when God gives me a scripture and he says, you know, if you believe that, that'll happen. I go, God, I got it. So I say, well, you can't believe it that way. It said, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. God gave it to me. He says, well, it, you know, it must have been some other way. No, God said that. that I'm standing on that and it works. Why? Because God gave it to me. He said, well, you're taking it out of context. I know. But it don't matter because God gave it to me. I love it when that happens. But look what verse 25 says. He says, and I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten 
and the kinker worm and the caterpillar and the, and the palm worm and my great army which I sent among you. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God and, and that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel or I'm in the midst of you and that I am the Lord your God and none else, and my people shall never be ashamed. You know, over in uh, Romans chapter 5, it says, the love of God's been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit, amen, so that we can begin to declare. But it also goes on to say, so that we would never be ashamed. How do you know God's not going to let us down? That we're his kids. You know, if the servants of God in the Old Testament, the children, they were the servants of God and God's chosen people, but the key is we are sons and daughters of God. We've got the Spirit of God living and dwelling on the inside of us. Jesus died for all of us. Amen? And we've accepted that He is our Savior. He's what we have. Praise God. Hallelujah. We will never be put to shame. Amen? Because the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. The Spirit of the Lord is in us. And God's hand is upon us. And you know, we're like the, the church at Galatia. The church at Galatia... And I think it's in Galatians chapter 3. It says, Oh foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? You know, who hath, who hath fooled you? Who has, who, has, who has messed you up? He said, This one thing I want to tell, tell you. Having, you know, having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect in the flesh? Listen, the church, we began in the spirit. Thank God God gave us a mind to renew our mind on the word of God to do things. And thank God he gave us a brain to be able to function and to do things. You know, the, the, right, the Bible was written to people who could actually think a little bit. You know, we've got people that aren't even thinking now. Their whole mindsets are terrible. But, you know, it's written if you look at it and see. But the key is, is that we begin in the spirit. We're not going to be made perfect in the flesh. It's not going to be by something we think up that brings a remedy to things. It's going to be by his spirit. It's going to be what it said over there, you know, when it says it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. We got to, we got to begin to change. You know, we got a scripture on the front of our pulpit here. This is a scripture that Harvest Bible Church was built on, Luke 4.18, how that this, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. Listen, folks, you all are anointed for this hour, for this moment, for this particular time to stand your ground, hallelujah, and to receive the salvation of God. Amen. We may not understand all things, but glory to God, we can trust him to be with us in all things, and we're not going to deny him. Amen. Hallelujah. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he's anointed me. To do what? To preach the gospel to the poor. Hallelujah. To heal the brokenhearted. Did you know there's a ton of people that got broken hearts? That they're defeated. They're just broken because they don't understand why this happened and what's going on here. And, and, and they're, 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 they're just, they don't know what pieces to pick up. It's just to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives. Man, there's so many people that are held in captivity by what's going on around them, what's happening. And what we got to do is loose them and let them go. That's our job. Our job is to preach life. Our job is to preach eternal life. Amen? It's to preach Jesus Christ. And our job is to get them filled and full of the Spirit of God and the power so they can stand up. Hallelujah. And declare God that the Lord Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. He's with me. And I don't care who's against me. That's our job is to declare hope. 
because we're not without hope. You know, over there in Ezekiel says we don't have any hope. We got great hope. We got the Lord Jesus Christ. We got all the hope we need. We got miracles, signs, and wonders that God wants to do here. Amen? Then he said, hey, uh, he said, I'm going to re- preach the recovery of sight to the blind. Man, do we have a lot of blind folks. <sighs> wow. We've got so many spiritually blind folks. We've got people that it's just, it's amazing how they, everybody wants to fight against everybody. Listen, folks. Hallelujah. We need to love everybody. and We need to help everybody, encourage everybody. We need to live what we believe and live and not try to push it off on anybody else, not trying to make anybody do anything. You know, we just need to preach the gospel, let the Lord, what God says, and say, hey, this is what Jesus says. I'm going to walk in the light of it. You know, and you're going to make everybody mad when you do that. You do because nobody wants you to be happy. I'm just serious. You say, well, what do you mean by that? But they don't. Because the world loves company and the world's in misery right now. And they're in captivity. But in the midst of captivity, what we need to say when somebody says, but you don't understand my situation. You can just say, yeah, I know you're in captivity. But let me just share with you. In the midst of captivity, God came down to the prophet Ezekiel. God came down to Ezekiel. He said, I was just among the captives. And God opened up the heavens to me. And God opened up the windows of it. And God began to show me visions. And God began to speak to me and tell me what to do. And God lifted me up out of the captivity. Because we're supposed to be there to deliver the captives. We're supposed to bring recovery of sight to the blind. So I said, well, I don't know anything. Listen, if you know Jesus Christ and him crucified, you know everything. You know, I was lost and now I'm found. I, you know, I was blind and now I see. And that's the one thing. We're not walking with our head in the sand. We're not believing what's going on here. We're only believing the truth from the word of God. Amen. We've got to believe that. We've got to see God's hand upon us. Because he said, not only are we going to do the recovery of sight of the vine, but we are going to set at liberty them that are oppressed. And of course, that word there, when it says them that are bruised or them that are oppressed, are those that have been beaten up by religious bullies or by other bullies. People that are trying to push up other people around and push things. No, we've got to stand up for righteousness and truth. That's what we've got to stand up for. We've got to stand up for righteousness and truth of what the Word of God says. And when you do, God's hand will be upon us. Amen? Because so many people are walking away from the truth. They're just listening to the lies of the enemy. And it's bringing them into bondage. Hallelujah. You know. And I'm so glad that we started in the spirit. We started in the fire. We're going to end in the fire. Hallelujah to Jesus. We have to. We have to. We have to do that. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. Go over with me to Galatians chapter 5. And then we're going to close on this. I know you say, Pastor, you came back because you got a burr under your saddle. No, I just came back with a fire in my heart, and I just was praying and seeking, and I I just feel like we're at a place that if we don't stand up for righteousness and truth, we don't stand up as the church because we see what's going on around us, okay? We see socialism trying to come in. We see communists trying to come in. We see all of the different things that are trying to come in uh, in in the guise of we want to help you and the guise of we know what's better for you and the guise of I know what you need. And no, they don't know what we need and no, they don't have something better for us. 
you know, uh, and that's, that's the, 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 the tyranny of it, and that's a bad situation that goes on because they actually believe they're right. You know, that you do not know how to conduct yourself, that you do not know how to take care of yourself. You know, you don't know how to raise your kids. You don't know how to act. You don't know how to do that. That's what they believe because that's what they're saying. You know, I mean, from the head down. Amen. Any, you know, because that's truth. You know, they have no right to run your life, period. Nobody has a right to run your life, period. God said he'd run your life. God said he'd lead you and guide you. Don't let any, nothing, no, there's nothing, there's nothing. I mean, that's, that's dumb when you see all the, well, we, you know, you're going to get this, you need this. It's like, no, I don't. Come on, folks, that's, that, you know, that's, that's not rebellion, that's just truth. I'm not trying to run your life. I'm going to tell you the truth, you do what you want to do with it. Amen? But the, the, the thing about it is, is that we've got to, you know, here in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1, it says, stand fast in the liberty by which Christ had made you free. If you don't want to stand in liberty, I mean, they, they want to take away your freedoms and liberty, but we've got to stand up for them. Amen? And do what we need to do, but we got to, you know, our battle is not with flesh and blood, it's with the, the prince of battles. Amen? Because he, he says, stand fast, you know, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision, this is verse 6 and 7, circumcision or uncircumcision avails anything, but it's faith with works by love. Then he says, you ran well, who hindered you from obeying the truth? See, when you know the truth, you don't care what anybody else thinks. When you know the truth, it doesn't bother you with them to get, they're going to get all red in the face, they get all mad, they get all upset, everybody's going to, you know, the enemy, he, you know, he starts rambling, and you just smile, because you know the truth. Amen. God said he'd never leave us or forsake us. God said that I will be your portion. God said I will be everything that you need me to be, and we need to trust him. And we need to be ready to give an answer for the reason of the hope to every man that asks the reason of the hope. We need to be ready just to share the love of Jesus. But we need to also be ready to lay hands on the sick and see him recover. We need to also be ready to give the power of the Holy Spirit to wherever we go. We need to always be ready to set the captives free. We need to always be ready to heal the brokenhearted. Amen? We need to always be ready to give an answer to those that have been bruised and beaten up and say, hey, that's not right, but come here, let me help you. Let me encourage you. Let me strengthen you. Amen? See, Luke 4, 19 says that we ought to be ready to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, which is the year of the Lord's freedom. It's the year of jubilee. It's, the, it's the, being free from owing, the free of debt. That's the freedom. That we're he said, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. Let's not walk in, but Christ made us free. Nobody else has. Amen? Let's stand our ground in this. Let, because there is a noise in the valley and bones are coming together. And the dry bones are getting water. And it's water because the word of God is like a water. It's the washing of the water by the word. The word just strengthens us. The word just encourages us. The word just comes in and lifts us up out of all of the junk that's around us. Amen. And so don't, you're going to hear negative all the time. You're going to hear of this new, the, new this and new that. You're going to hear this and you're going to hear of all these things. There. And we know, behold, their threatenings. Remember it says, behold their threatenings. Do you remember Acts chapter 4? The disciples said, behold their threatenings. 
He said, Lord, we're coming before you. You're the one that's created heaven and earth. I think we need to start getting those, 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 those whole prayers back out again. Lord, behold their threatenings. Grant unto your servants that we might speak your word with all boldness. Stretch forth your hand to heal and that mighty signs and wonders be done in the name of your holy child, Jesus. Let the power of God change the course of the lives of everybody around us. See, the key is we're not afraid of the plague. We have a fear of God. And when I say that, we're not afraid of God. We have a fear and a reverence to know that God is on our side. And God called us into the kingdom for such a time as this. And he's going to bring it to pass. And he's going to take care of us in the midst of it all. And so there is a bunch of dry bones rattling. Hallelujah. And there's water. There's refreshing coming. There's refreshing coming. Not only, hallelujah, spiritual refreshing, but I believe there's also going to be natural refreshings for our state. I said, Lord, you stuck me here. You told me I have to stay here. So if I'm here and I'm here in this state, you got to bless it. You got to bless where I'm at. The fire and the power of God's got to be here. That means there's going to be rain. There's going to be sufficiency. Everything that I need, and I need it's here because I'm here. Just said, well, that's pretty bold. That's what he told us to do. There in Ezekiel, he said, son of man, you said. Isn't it amazing that God said this is what he wanted to do, but he didn't do anything until he said, all right, son of man, he said, Ezekiel, you got to say it so I can do it. We got to say it so God can do it. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I know I just probably come across blasting tonight, and I don't mean to. I just came across, Father, my heart. My heart is, is that you've raised up this amazing place. And you've called us into the kingdom for such a time as this. And Lord, we are. People are, are talking about this church. And it is a little church. We're not this big mega church. We're, just, we're here, but people are talking about us all around the world. Of what God has done for Harvest Bible Church. And what God is doing in our church. And when doing for people. Because they're here. God, you're blessing them. And you're strengthening them. And you're opening up. Yeah, Father, we're still dealing with hurt and pain and stuff that's transpired. We know that. But that's in the midst of this. We can see your glory. We can see your grace. We can see your mercy. So, Father, there's a noise. And we don't want to just be a noise, but we want to be a loud noise. We want to be a noise that rises up from the valley that declares that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And that it's a place where healing can take place. It's a place where salvation can take place. It's a place where the baptism of the Holy Spirit can take place. It's a place where people can be set free. It's a place, Father, of of love and refreshing and strengthening and where the brokenhearted can be healed. Father, because we're the body of Christ. And Lord, thank you for that. Thank you that you've connected us all here. You've brought us from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Lord, I just thank you for that now. I love you and I praise you for it. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen and amen. And you know, if you're watching or if you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's what it's all about. It's about being born again. I mean, I know everybody here. I think I know just everybody here, so you're all saved. So I'm preaching, like I said, I'm preaching to the choir, but I'm stirring your hearts. Stirring your hearts. Don't let anybody stop you from being happy. Don't let anybody stop you from having the joy of the Lord. Don't let anybody say, well, I don't understand. Well, how come you can have, you know, where are you being? What's going on? No, don't let it. I know we face difficulties. We face things all the time. 
But when you're coming from a perspective of the Lord, coming from a perspective of how much God loves you, how much God's hand is upon it, you can come from a, a, a perspective of strength. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon. 